Hello, everybody. Behind the Mysteries, where I, your host, Nels Nelson, writer, creator, director of Mountain Mysteries, interview cast, and we talk about making this show. And I'm going to be joined by two people today. And first on the line is Susan Denman. Susan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good, considering I just pretty much woke up. <laughs> you guys, you guys respond fast. You're the fast group. Next time I'll make sure I've actually eaten breakfast and everything. And, uh, but thank you for joining me and getting on the line. Um, I'm just going to intro your brother right now, all the way he's in Belgium, Brian Booth. How are you, Brian? I'm doing well. How are you, Nels? I'm excellent. Your sister's on with us excellent. as well. Uh, it's good having you both. I was just telling her, you two are really fast at responding to a text. <laughs> Apparently we have nothing usually... going on in our world. Yeah, we're, we're not all doing much, are we? We're just sitting around, yeah. stuck at home, waiting to do podcasts. Yeah, well, I'm stuck in my apartment for the foreseeable future, so of course yeah, I'm close so, to my phones. Yeah, and Susan doesn't have the kids. I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. Yep. Either that or either that or you, your husband has some chores he wants help with, and you're like, no, I'm busy. Sorry, I can't. <laughs> You're not pulling that trick. No, you? he's out spraying weed. <laughs> I'm I'm good. So you are, you're sitting around, nothing to do. Well, I'm I'm folding life... laundry right now, so it looks oh. like I'm busy, but it's really hard to hold the phone and fold at the same time. So this could take me a really long time to get done. Uh, well, I'm flattered you're taking press. This is taking precedence over folding laundry. <laughs> I think. So, uh, but yes, this is Behind the Mysteries. We talk about our, our show, our little show. We've done uh, Mountain Mysteries, which surprisingly has quite a few listeners. So I don't know. People are just that bored. They want to listen to audio dramas again, like it's the 1940s. We knew COVID was going to come and there'd be no more new movies or TV and people need to be entertained. So, Susan, I'm going to talk to your brother yep. for a bit. Interrupt anytime okay. you want. Um, but you've 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 done the episode, so people who have listened before kind of know who you are. But mm-hmm. Brian is this mysterious guy in another country, halfway around the world. So, I always throw that out there. I have one voice actor from another country, <laughs> and people are like, "Ooh, look at you and your big budget." So, so what? I'm the exotic so, content on the podcast. I guess so. Um, so, well, I just play it that way anyway. I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's he got in on it, and he's from another country, <laughs> halfway around the world, and that's how awesome this this program is. So, let's start with you, okay. Brian. Let people know just where you are halfway around the world, so we they know I'm just not BSing them when I tell them. Well, this. right now I'm in Ghent, Belgium. Uh, Yep, so I'm working here for at least a couple more years. And yeah, it's... And how was Belgium? Uh, it's pretty good. The beer's good, the chocolate's good, the waffles are good. I was going to say, how <laughs> how's the beer in Belgium? Seems to be the first thing people are, I'm going to Belgium because they got oh, good yeah. beer. My dad said it, he went there, so <laughs> has to be true. My dad loves his beer. Um, and, and what is it you do over there? I have teachers in my podcast. I have uh, fellow garbage men or garbage workers. I don't know. I've got to be politically correct, I guess. What is it you do? 
Besides audio dramas. Besides audio dramas, I'm a researcher. I do uh, computer vision research. Ah, see, so you were set up for this role uh, <laughs> as Jason Whitkey working in a research lab. Yeah, there lab. you go. Yeah, and my real you're, life you're is just as dramatic time. as the, the podcast, I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, you were probably like, man, this nails that spot on. We're, we're researching on Sasquatch as well <laughs> to make them super soldiers. Uh, okay, well, let's dive into that. You play Jason Whitkey. How, how do you like the character? How do you like being the, the, the tough military type? I Well, I don't know if I'm really, really pictured Jason as the tough military type. <laughs> What'd you picture? Well, him? I saw him as the guy who gets bossed around by his older sister. <laughs> Is that somewhat true to real life? Uh, it's something that I could relate to, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, in case people haven't realized, Brian and Susan are real life sisters playing real sisters. life sisters. Pretend like <laughs> sisters and brothers. <laughs> I, I was I was trying to formulate my thought as uh, before I said it, but my brain is just a little slow right now. Uh, it's been another long week of work, so my real-life brother and sister playing fictional brother and sister. So, Brian's speaking a little bit of truth. Not only is a researcher in real life, he plays one on an audio drama, and, yeah. Yeah, I've been, a bit, so, uh, I've been typecast a bit, hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No worries. How, I, I, I never meant to, and I think it was Susan who just said, uh, my brother will play a part, and yeah, I just ended up saying, well, would you play this part? And <laughs> And now you're, you're playing the part in real life. See, I'm bossy, just Speaking like of, in the in the thing. Just like in the actual yeah. season one of Mysteries. So uh, let's talk about that, Brian. How did you get into doing this, playing a part in an audio drama? Uh, well, yeah, it's like you said. My sister, uh, I think, texted me and said, "I'm starting this podcast with some friends." You know. Do you want to be yep. a part of it? And I was like, I'm a fan of podcasts. So I said, yeah, sure. Count me in. Well, that's cool because your sister never listened to a podcast until uh-huh. she started doing this. <laughs> and now now she listens to... How is it going, Susan? Are you still listening to podcasts? Uh, I'm waiting for the next uh, next season of... Uh, um, I don't, my dad wrote a porno. That's my favorite one. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's your favorite. I will not be offended. That it's not Mountain Mysteries, but well, other than Mountain Mysteries, uh, you know, Mysteries ah. close to my heart, obviously. But you know, if I'm <laughs> listening to other podcasts, that's the one I go yes. to. Yeah, you don't want to be so, uh, you know, self-consumed with your, you know, your own ability, right? You got to listen to other things. Yeah, no one wants to be vain and be... self-obsessed, right? That's who wants. To... We have enough divas in our in our group we don't need everybody being a diva <laughs> so uh, i will say podcasts have taken off with like brad sonnenberg he does like seven different podcasts so you know i may have created some monsters um but it's, it's been fun so so brian you you got a text that said you're gonna do this because i'm your sister and you're gonna listen to me <laughs> even if you're seven thousand kilometers away did, did you um, get a copy of that text by any chance because that's sounding pretty dead on yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, she accidentally texted me first, and I went, "Wait, Susan, we're we're not brother and sister, and I'm already in the the, the audio <laughs> drama." 
I think you got the wrong person. No. <laughs> so you you just said sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not?、Uh, another thing to experience, I guess. And then for a while, nothing really happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> you know,、uh, the wheels of production and creativity are grinding. Uh, process sometimes. So well, no,、yeah. it was that because you had the the wrong email address for me, so I wasn't getting. The no, no, we were we we weren't supposed to say that. We were supposed to say like I I forget one little letter, and then some other guy in the world is getting these scripts and going, "What the hell is this?" Uh, and I hope. It'd be even better if his name was Brian, because I'd be like, "Hey, Brian, thanks for doing this. This is awesome. Here's the script. This is gonna be great." And his name is like Chuck.、And、he's like, "Clearly, these aren't for me, but I kind of like them. They're not bad." I、uh, would have found so, it hilarious hope- if somebody started sending you lines. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, "Wow, this Brian is really good." But instead, you got stuck、yeah. with me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I got the real Brian, and we're all just disappointed. I am kidding; we're not disappointed.、Um, but I'm not gonna lie.、Uh, the the other guy I was sending the emails to, he 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 did deliver really good lines. I considered using them, but I just felt bad and didn't want to make Susan the diva mad, and、yeah. then lose, have have to go through the legal battles of getting out of a lifelong contract. That's just. It's a long process. I don't have the money for that. Yeah, then you would lose、uh, but, the foreign content in the podcast too. That's that's right. I'd be like, oh, this is not the actual guy I wanted. It's some guy from down the street. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, so I'd be like, I got this great audio fully cast drama podcast, and it's great. It's got sound effects, everything, and a guy from down the street. It just doesn't sound the same as a guy who acts, and he's in like Belgium. <laughs> so people are like, what? So,、uh, yes, that's what happened. It was a slow process because I was sending the scripts to the wrong email.、Um, so, if that guy is out there, I would love to meet that guy or girl. It could be a woman,、uh, and they're like, "Yeah, I enjoyed the first four scripts," <laughs> but then they just stopped. What happened? It's a cliffhanger. They're waiting.、Um, I'm just trying to so, picture the woman who has the email address with the word Bubba in it. <laughs> well, you, like, Susan, these are、huh. not only not only strange times, but it's always been a strange world. True. <laughs> so you never, you never. She might be a woman who's you know got to check on her boyfriend or husband all the time and make sure he's behaving himself. So she might read his emails and she'd be like, "What is this? You're you're a voice actor? What? <laughs> What?" You're supposed to be going to work, and you're voice acting. What else do you do? Maybe, maybe I accidentally caused a divorce in the world. I don't know. This is spiraling down. I'm going down a bad path. I'm, I'm a writer. I can make up a, a, a thing on the fly, no problem. So, let's let's switch back to our show. So, you're playing Jason Winky, and you pictured him as a. As the brother gets bossed around by the sister, yeah, and I think not that he also has kind of a chip on his shoulder, a bit of the insecurity, and that's why he's gone this military route and tries to be this big, tough guy. That's what I was thinking. You know what? You're not far from the truth because when I write a character, I don't always put a lot of 
I kind of have a vague sense of where they've come from, but I don't, I work on what we're working on, right? Like, I don't care about the backstory. And that probably sounds horrible <laughs> to some people here, but I don't. I, I trust the actors to kind of make their own backstory and develop their character. That's how I do it. My relationships with cast and Susan's managed to put up with me for five stage plays. I try not to dictate. I try to have a partnership, like a trust ship, I call it. Okay. where I just trust they're going to take their part and create it, right? Because they have that ability. They wouldn't do it if they didn't spark imagination in them. Um, but what I've been doing with Brad, who plays Nate, is he wants to write a prequel episode or a prequel show, okay. which deals with Jason and Samantha Whitkey's um, backstory. Oh. So I, I've got to delve into the backstory with him. And of course, this is Brad writing, and he's going to listen to this. And I'm fully on board with whatever he writes, but part of me has a feeling I may have to rein in the horse in certain areas. <laughs> but he, I'm totally open to be pleasantly surprised. The fact that he's been inspired to want to do this, I'm totally on board with. So I'm like, cool, let's let's create an alternate timeline or another dimension or, or a true legit prequel. So part of it was that Jason's gone through some things that made him insecure and he had to develop a chip on his shoulder. So you kind of nailed oh, nice. it with that. So good on <laughs> you. Susan, do you want to guess what Samantha's gone through that made her the way Samantha is? Or oh. to see if I can say you're kind of on the right track? No, the way that I see her is that she's always kind of had to prove that she deserves to be in a position of power, even though she's a woman. Like that glass ceiling kind of thing. And so yep. she's yep. had to kind of divorce herself from her emotions. And that's why mm -hmm. I've been trying to play her as kind of very cool. Like nothing bothers her ever. Right. So And you do that well. You play that part well. Like <laughs> that's calm, right. cool CEO of a research company. And dang it, I don't give emotion. I don't react but I'm in control. Yeah, you, you sound slightly sedated as Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you're taking some kind of anti-anxiety drug and... <laughs> Valium and the, in, the, in the crossover between fiction and reality for you two, is, is she calm, cool, collected, Brian? Or, <laughs> or does she fly off the handle and scare her brother when she was mad at her brother growing up and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't have to answer. I, I, don't, I don't want to cause. I'm like, I don't want to cause you two to take each other off your Christmas list. No, so I'm actually going through my head thinking, well, which one is she more like? Because she's not like either of those. Oh well, that's that's good. Yeah. She's self-regulated. Yay! <laughs> is that a pleasant surprise, Susan? Or? <laughs> I can think of a few times when, uh, you know, puberty hit and I like would lose my shit at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So, but yeah. that's normal, I guess. I don't know. So when that happens as an adult, what do we call that? When we just lose our shit at the drop of a hat? Just being, being a adult, parent? I guess. Is that kind of, that's being how a I see it. <laughs> a diva parent. There, there you go. go. New parenting parent. style. Eva parent, I like it. Uh, right. So we'll we'll talk in this show a little bit about the whole season as a whole because we would do interviews during the season, but everybody was kind of like, I don't want to say too much. Um, and it's been like six months since episode six came out. So if you haven't listened to Mountain Mysteries yet, 
why are you listening to part three of the season <laughs> rap? <laughs> you should probably listen to, or am I wrong there? I just feel like, yeah, um, don't go to the behind the mysteries episodes till you've watched or listened to the show. Uh, so we'll get to that, but I just want one more question, Brian. Um, uh, if you've listened to the other Behind the Mysteries podcast, or I don't know if you've listened to my Brad Nell's What's News, I don't blame you if you haven't. It's kind of off the, off the rails. Um, we don't do the serious news. We do the goofy news. And it's also Brad and I, and sometimes Reggie, or a lot of times Reggie. I do recommend episode 16, by the way, if you haven't listened to okay. it, where, where we do the memorial for Brad Sonnenberg because he was convinced he would die on a camping trip by a bear killing him. <laughs> so uh, it's, it, okay. I recommend episode 16 to everybody. Reggie and I totally just at the start said, hey, let's just make up these great legends about Brad and see what happens. We didn't mention any of them. We just ran with it. It's sheer improv- improvisation genius, I thought. But regardless, um, you probably have heard that getting involved with one of my projects turns into a lifelong project are you prepared to have a lifelong project or commitment and contract to any Nils Nelson project well we'll see I think my salary goes up no, over time you, right you don't you don't get to see you have to decide now or not like, if it's if it's a straight no I'll just swipe you off the list here and we'll just go go on with Susan and I talking <laughs> No, I'm up for it. I hear my salary goes up over time. Is that right? Um, yep, yep. I double, I double it by ten, like ten times each time. Oh, so great. your first, your first one is zero, <laughs> so times ten, and then we do that new sum times it by ten for the second row, and so on and so forth. I think it's a great deal um, because it equals my salary as well. Ah, yeah. I, we're all paid the same in this these projects. <laughs> So yes, you're good. You're you're on I'm board. I'm on board. Yep. Excellent. Susan's still on board. She goes. Wait, I never got the option. <laughs> yeah. How come I didn't like, get times ten? I just got times two. Sure. Yeah. Well. Well, that glass ceiling, you know. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. 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 Welcome to the. Here we are. Nels Nelson audio drama is not created or treating men and women equally. <laughs> Here it is. Well, that's been a great show. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs> Uh, all right well we are glad to have you Brian we lost the guy who originally was going to play your part so in episode one you don't sound like your character yeah if people make that connection I sounded a little more macho in episode one I think (laughs) you know what's scary is that guy is like 16 with that voice it's true (laughs) I tell you he's 16 with that like that manly I still have a cracking puberty voice and that guy sounds like macho man like not the wrestler oh yeah but a macho man he, he intimidated me when I heard the lines I'm like oh, I gotta get rid of this guy I gotta move him to another province you can be in another country you can be in another country in this in this podcast drama but you cannot be in another province so I sent him to no he moved so but thank you Thank you for taking over that part. It's a was a pilot, and sometimes the pilots change actors. It happens, and uh, I've enjoyed your Jason Whitkey. So good job. Thank you very much for doing oh, this. I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it. I didn't know if I had the right voice for it, but uh, I came up with something. <laughs> well, you know, you know the thing I like too about these audio dramas is I don't write too much descriptive. Mm-hmm. 
stuff in it, right? So the characters aren't saying, because I want people listening to paint the picture. We're just providing the, the background, right? The audio, but they can make the movie. Oh. So Jason Whitkey may be six foot four and look like this in someone's mind and maybe five foot six and look like a certain right? glasses on and semi-nerdy, but trying to act tough. I don't know. People can make it up. Right. So that was my goal. Okay. So we just provided the audio and we let, because it's like reading a book, right? If you've read the book and then you see the movie, you're disappointed because that's not how you pick yeah. it up. So this, I thought, an audio drama is a great way to... I always wanted to make movies, but just in case you didn't notice, I ended up making a family instead of <laughs> movies. Um, and and I wouldn't give them back, but I thought this is a way I can still create a visual masterpiece, but let everybody else make their own. And hey, in the future, you'll have a big family to cast in your movies. Sure, yeah. sure. I have one child who's very interested in acting and she's in this that's Kaya playing Jess okay. um, but the rest are kind of yeah mm. nah, give me Fortnite give me Roblox give me Minecraft <laughs> send me to school dad do anything but please don't put me in <laughs> so um, and there you go but that was the goal right so okay. don't worry about how you sound just get over it Everyone's everyone's like, I hate how I sound. I've ignored myself because I've listened to myself speak way too much. So um, let's talk about season one. Mm -hmm. So now, Susan, even though you've been rudely interrupting, I'm kidding. Yeah. She hasn't. For, before, before I get too far, <laughs> we're halfway through the weirdest year in our lifetimes and probably will ever have in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Susan, mm -hmm. I'll start with you. How's the family? How's things? You're a teacher. Everything's like sideways and upside down. How are things going uh, in this wacky time? That's a good description. Sideways and upside down pretty much covers it. Yeah. Yeah. You made a good post the other day about, you know, as crazy as things are, you're just going to go out there and you're going to overcome the challenge uh, and uh, make it make it work. You were feeling really, really strong and positive about yourself there well we have to right like exactly the, i'm not gonna get too political but what the government is doing no. is not really helping us out very much it's like here's a mask put them in rows okay that's helpful <laughs> um so i can either yeah. get bogged down out. in the government is shit and feel awful about how we're all gonna die or i can choose to be like okay here is a challenge in front of me. I need to meet this challenge and help my students, my family be as healthy as possible. See, what I admire is, is a teacher who is going to show children how to overcome life's challenges, no matter how impossible it may seem or feel. And your kids, the parents of the kids that you're going to be teaching, they're very lucky parents. So I just wanted to mention that as a, as my way of saying, good job. Because I could have commented it and sometimes comments don't sound the way anyone wants them to. So I can say it to you and say, I I admire that. So um, tip of the hat to you, Susan. Thank you. So It's it's so hard, hopefully but you got to do it, right? All the teachers want to be that way. That's right. I've lucked out. I've been working every day, whether or not that's lucky or not. But I've been working and uh, I do that job that pretty much everyone overlooks. Mm. But... Um, yeah, there's been zero help and direction from, from anybody <laughs> at <laughs> multiple levels, whether it's business or political or whatever. Like, 
no one knows what's going on and we're just totally flying by the seats of our pants yep. so and with you with you brian you're you're in your apartment or in your your flat what do they call them over there are you in an apartment you're not in a house yeah i'm in an apartment, in an apartment. Yeah. right so you're same thing you're just working from home and- yeah kind of i mean i moved in april during the whole right. coronavirus the first wave <laughs> so i moved from antwerp belgium to ghent belgium and started a new job here and i have yet to go into the office or, or wow. meet uh, my co-workers in person so it, it's been very weird that way yeah like that that is it's such a strange strange times and like i said before it's like we do a play every year here like Susan's part of mm-hmm. last year when we were planning for a play this year no one could get a weekend to work it's like the theater gods knew <laughs> find something else because this isn't don't waste your time <laughs> rehearsing because it'll be all for naught and i think it's cool how the audio drama came because we can still be creative mm-hmm. and still cuz the reason let's face it part of the reason we all want to act on stage is cuz we want to have people look at us and see right like there's that part of you who wants to do mm-hmm. that you want to be the center of attention so it gives that ego part that we all have as actors the ability to still do it and it's like without even knowing we put out this form of entertainment that people are gobbling up because you can only watch reruns so much like there's yeah. what's the fall season going to bring on television when they haven't filmed anything oh wrestling's right? still new so don't worry what? wwe you know is still happening watch- I'm not gonna lie. I have watched some wrestling. I hadn't watched since the mid '90s. I'm like, well, this is at least something we don't know the outcome to. And hey, let's watch. Hockey's it. back too, so that's good. Well, I stopped watching because uh, the team I cheer for right. shit the bed. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they totally uh, did. Thanks, Oilers, yeah. for that. That was. And I stayed up late watching rugby. those games, and look what they give me. Yeah. Yeah. So my other thing is rugby, so that's starting up in England this weekend. So I've got some new stuff to okay. watch. But yeah, this this world is craving a uh, entertainment. So I think we're gone back to like the 40s, 50s with the audio dramas and people are gobbling them up and podcasts mm-hmm. because they want something that's not a repeat, right? So yeah. you can go to the movies, but it's all repeats of like 1981 Ghostbusters. Pay 5 I don't want I can watch that at home. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and who wants to sit next to people in a movie theater? You don't know, <laughs> right? It's just such a crazy world. So glad you both in your respective uh, bubbles, houses, areas are doing well. It's good. And I look forward to getting you guys season two scripts, which I've been working on like Matt. Woo-hoo. All right. And that being said, you are doing the feature length project called The Project. So that could get confusing when I reference that. But I wrote it. 22 or 23 years ago and I thought let's just do it pretty much as is a lot of that script makes me go uh, I wouldn't write it like that now but I'm just I'm doing it as an example <laughs> of progression you start somewhere and you keep working and you go somewhere else so that's why we're doing the project it was going to be my first ever movie that was what I dreamt when I was 18 right. so that's why that script's being done and uh thank you both for signing on for that even though you have a lifelong contract you didn't get an option <laughs> well you did about 17 minutes ago Brian and you didn't run away yeah so, okay there you go <laughs> all right let's move on to season 1 <laughs> Susan 
Yeah. Susan, we'll, we'll go to you, ladies first, and just because we don't want to have brother-sister drama. Um, <laughs> thoughts as a whole on, on your character, Samantha Whitkey, through season one. What did you see? What did you learn? What did you like? What do you expect going forward? But stop before that. We'll do an expectation for season two in a bit. But what did you like about season one for your character, Samantha Whitkey? All right. For Samantha, I liked how she was... I don't know. I like... I'm going to give myself some props here. I like the way I played you myself. Do. Or whatever. <laughs> yep. You portrayed yourself. Yeah, well, it's not, she's not me, exactly. <laughs> no, your character. My your character. character. Right. I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, but I like how she was that calm, cool, collected, in charge all the time. Um, I, I liked the dynamic um, with her and Andrea as well, because it was almost... Like she, she hasn't had a lot of friends. Like she hasn't been able to to keep a lot of friends because she's got that distancing between, um, you know, who she really is inside and who she wants to per- portray. And it's almost like she's mm-hmm. trying to be normal with Andrea and trying to develop some kind of a friendship there. But then once she's no longer saying yes samantha or whatever the switch is flipped <laughs> and she's she's dead and she's pulling a gun on her kind of thing there, i love that i love that twist of your character just all of a sudden has a gun this yep. whole time carries a gun and people just, <laughs> what she doesn't seem like the type and it's like no she's a witkey witkey's just get business done <laughs> there's something not quite right with that family Oh yeah, and it also makes me wonder, like, who raised these two? Like, what were their parents like? This is where Brad comes in. So, um, Brad, I hope you're taking notes and going, "Oh, that's a good point." So, you're welcome, Brad. Don't ever say I don't care about you. Um, no, it's going to be interesting. I do like the like like you said, she's trying to be nice and have a friend, you know. And, oh, can you come over, Andrea, and bring your kids and help me unpack? Yeah. And, you know, like. I'm, I'm this great friend and good person. Maybe she just wants to have a sister. I don't know, right? Like, but well, She uh, just wants to have something yes. that's somewhat normal because what she does all day <laughs> is not normal. Like, what, you mean, Sasquatch you mean, is not normal. You mean creating super soldier Sasquatches? Say that five times fast. <laughs> is, is not normal? No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till you see the stuff you and your brother get up to and see oh, <laughs> I can only imagine um, but uh, yeah I, I thought I thought her her character like I if you listen to me interview Brittany the first part more people listen to part one part two sorry Reggie they're like nah um, <laughs> actually the numbers are actually about even for that the listenership so people are hungry for more mountain mystery stuff uh, they I, I mentioned in their creating characters like female characters is hard for me because I don't know if you know this but I'm not a female <laughs> no and and so like to write a guy I'm like yeah this is how I'd respond alright da 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 you can type this and then also I'm like huh I gotta try and make these women in this play believable and I just fret the whole time I'm like <laughs> I'm waiting for the day I get a message from one of the ladies in the group and like Nels what, what is this shit writing <laughs> I would never say that to which I would say okay change it to what you would say right and that's happened before I'm not that 
vain about my my writing ability that I you must say every word the way I wrote it. So Brian, you can remember that in the future if you want to change something. Like I tell people, as long as it still gets us to the end <laughs> like of the scene or wherever the feeling's going. Uh, but I can't just it. derail the whole scene. No, but you can <laughs> tweak it. Okay. But the hard the hard thing when we're not on stage where you can work with the actor you're working with and tweak it is you got to remember they're probably just sending me their other line so make it work <laughs> fit in with their line kind of thing but, so i'm always a little bit happy that i managed to write some strong female parts i think mhm yeah and then and then i had chelsea come along for a bit part but i loved how she did it so well i was like wow oh, i'm making another I'm throwing another character who has a longer story arc in. and it, it's it's i feel I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did something right when the ladies in the project are like, "This is really good." So I think I might have <laughs> sort of hit hit the right chord. Yes, I think you did. Yep. <laughs> so good, Brian. Your overview of playing the uh, lesser Whitkey in certain people's eyes, um, but the more important Whitkey in other people's eyes, playing Jason. What do you think of Jason through season one? Well, I think Jason definitely thinks he's the lesser Whitkey. And I think that right. bugs him. Uh but I think it became really clear that he and Samantha are siblings. And <laughs> and Samantha's sort of like the cold calculated one and Jason's the more impulsive one. And yeah. it's sort mm-hmm. of uh sort of kind of I knew something was weird about Jason when he would be kind of rough every time he meets someone. That he'd be a little ag- aggressive or defensive with every new person that he come came into contact with, especially with the police. Yeah. And then the thing that really surprised me at the end of the season was how is the connection between him and Dr. Gene. Mhm. That they seem to be in cahoots together on this project. Yeah, like Dr. Gene's like this I'm a researcher but she seems really as invested as the two witches in this project. She seems to be more I guess logical or rational up until that last episode where you realize oh she's just as invested into this as the witches are. Yeah, like season 2, writing season 2, I'm having fun with the three, that trio dynamic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And because there's not a lot of backstory on Dr. Jean. She's just Dr. Jean, but clearly she's important because the Whitkeys value her opinion a lot. Yeah. yeah. And and I think in the back of my mind I wanted that, but I never ever in the back of my mind went past that. I went, "Okay, well, how does this work?" So, yeah, I'm kind of that dynamic and for them in season 2 obviously it's a little bit a different setup for them they're not they're not uh in their comfortable confines but they're still pushing buttons and pulling levers i don't want to reveal too much um so but they're under a little bit of stress for their situation because they're not as comfortable as they've been all their life or whatever so but um yeah we just can't uh, pushing buttons and pulling levers <laughs> It's like we did get, get attention to kids. So we just have to Yeah, you need very true. You have to do get more. <laughs> well, there the the basis for them in season 2 and we can talk a bit about your thoughts and feelings going into season 2 what you'd think would be cool and neat. 
um, and I will keep a poker face and not let you know what's happening. Uh, but for them going forward is they're consumed with a making Andrea pay, right? Because mm-hmm. Andrea stood up, stood up to Samantha. How dare she? Yeah, and she B, no longer said yes at, to me. Oh. Yeah, and B get, getting back at that damn Jake DeBrett. <laughs> we couldn't kill him. He was like a cockroach. We kept putting him in that mine and couldn't kill him. Um, and then the dynamic of the brother and sister still like Sam being the boss, Jason being the let me play with the toys, let me make people pay, let me let me just be a man. And and then Dr. Gene in there kind of um, I'm not going to say there's going to be redemption for one, two or three of them or all of them or none of them, but there's possibility for somewhat redemption mm-hmm. for one of the characters is the way I'm there went my poker face, the way that I'm <laughs> leaning. But um, there's also also death in this season. So, yeah. But I'm going to do other projects if you're one of the characters who dies. So can, uh, or you can come back as another character and, you know, try your voice a different way in future episodes. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot happening. I, I'm really excited. I've never been I was scared to start writing season two because I thought, wow, season one was pretty good. I don't know if I can do a season two. Well, I do. I don't want to make it go off the rails or anything, but. I've introduced a bad guy that's haunted Jake DeBrunt in the past. So Jake DeBrunt's got a fight on like multiple fronts. Um, I've, I, I, I don't know. I, I, every time I do a project, I think of the hardest thing I can imagine. I go, that's it. I'm going to tackle that and make it work. <laughs> and even if I can't figure it out, I've got a great cast that will help me figure it out. So yeah. Nice. So Susan, mm. going forward, what would, how did we end episode six? What was the end of it? I was shot, I believe, you in the shot. head. Yep. And, and we were, were down underneath, like down in the sub, sub yes, basement or something. Scene. Yeah. Yep. And I, I wasn't level. I wasn't conscious, so I, there's there's still that question of, do I survive? Right. I'm just pulling up the script here. Ignore me for a second. Uh, to refresh everybody, because I don't have the technology to actually play the... I could play it on my phone, but it won't come through. Right. Yeah, the final scene is scene 20. Yeah, Jason asked Dr. Jean, how's she doing? Managed to pull her out. All the buckshot out. She lost a lot of blood. Uh, and Jason asked, is she in a coma? No, just heavily sedated until the pain subsides. What? Who's text? Who's getting a text? That was me. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're, we're de- no, is, we're dealing with that, like is, opening like, Ukrainian dance too. So like, I've got a lot of balls in the air right now. I, I was like, is that Cheryl messaging you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Careful! You gotta go to Brad. You gotta go to Brad Nell's What's News one of the episodes to get that joke. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are down hiding in a secret level that no one knew about in the mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'll tell you, she wakes up. Obviously, you wouldn't have very much hard project. You'd just be Mrs. Labrie, which we have to talk about <laughs> um, in season two. But no, your character, Samantha, is alive and, and kicking. So, Does she still um, have all of her memory? That's what I'm wondering. Like, if she got shot well, in the head, is part of her brain missing? Th- there's a scene in uh, episode two of season two where you stumble upon the two guys who were in that room, uh, Connor and and uh, Nate who shot you 
which was a surprising turn of machoism mm-hmm. for Nate, which was part of my point. I wanted him to kind of grow. That was my big goal in season one. Um, but hence why he flew to Whitkey Labs East to discover some of the backstory. <laughs> um, but yeah, you don't really remember. You encounter him, but you don't remember him. You're kind of like, oh, who are those stoners? Kind of attitude. <laughs> and then rip on your brother for screwing something up. Um, ah, but okay. <laughs> so I'm back <laughs> to normal, really. So yeah, yeah, you kind of remember most, but you might not remember that day, except that you were really mad at Andrea and you want to make her pay because she's the reason it all fell apart in ah, your mind. Yes. Whereas in Jason's that. mind, it's like everything fell apart because of Jake. Let's make him pay. Uh, obviously, not sounding like that, but um, <laughs> sounding a little so, more high pitched than that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Although you do do a couple of guard voices where uh, people wouldn't know it's you. Uh, so you have some program to change your voice, or you're just really good at changing your voice. No, I use a program to change a voice. <laughs> See? So so you're always going to have acting jobs, because I'll always need guys to fill in parts, and there you go. Well, Although I could do this to- voice, and then I just change it. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Cheryl, who had one scene where she was... The cop, the doctor, a nurse. She did all the parts and I left him. I'm like, this is just too hilarious in this episode. <laughs> that one. And then she's like, got like four different accents as the doctor. I just thought, that's awesome. Where she was South African, Australian, a bunch of different accents all in one part. And uh, so, hey, kudos to everyone doing different voices. I can hardly do it. So, yeah, I remember um, the, the first episode I did for you was. Uh... We had a scene between the guard and Jason, and I was doing both voices, and it, I was getting really frustrated because I would hear like the same voice each time. And I'm like, oh, gonna work. yeah, because it had has been changed for you. Yeah. yeah, like people don't realize this is part of the behind the mysteries is that yes, sometimes we have to play additional parts and figure out how to make it work, and it usually works without people you know catching on and some catch on i've sometimes grabbed my 10 year old son and be like kind of deepen your voice and say these three lines and he's like what let's go out in the van you're gonna say these three lines not the van like, again daddy no 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 let me play Fortnite, please you can play an extra extra 15 minutes if you come out and say these three lines okay and uh part of parenting parenting 101 bribe the kids to do stuff uh and like Chelsea had her son play a part, uh, I think he's wildlife officer for Chuck, which I wrote a part in because I was like, that's cool. He did that. So he's got some parts. So he has to come back. I'm like, haha, lifelong contract. He may be a teenager, <laughs> but he's learning. And uh, so, yeah. So going forward, I like your characters. Your characters are, are still relevant and driving the story and part of the struggle for Jake. So be proud of that. Also, you're going to have a prequel feature-length show that Brad is writing. And it's going to go from when you were children to up to Mountain Mystery. So wow. I don't know how we're going to do the child voices. but and I, well, again, I got children. It's <laughs> ambitious. It's ambitious. But I think it's, it's, it's cool. I, I like his idea. <laughs> and on the flip side, I wrote in our group, Reggie has started writing like... A, mountain mystery show 18 years in the future oh so so Mm. it's kind of like i'm like wow you guys are inspired by something i did what's wrong with me Um, are we still alive 18 years in the future 
Yeah. I don't know. I, and it's more the kids uh, are taking over and stuff happening. And, okay. And, uh, he still had me in and his captain, Captain Wilson. I'm like, shouldn't I be like, com- like running the police department in 18 years? Like, come on, man. <laughs> no, you've been talking to better- you. <laughs> yeah. I can only hit captain. That's my glass ceiling. <laughs> captain of the police department. I will never bust through to <laughs> chief of police or, you know, governor. I don't know. But anyway, so it's cool. There's a lot happening. So quickly, let's do the reflection on everyone's favorite character, Mrs. Labrie. Uh, Susan. Yeah. Is she still your favorite character? She, She's fun to do. <laughs> Um, but not fun to be around her. <laughs> <laughs> She's so touchy-feely. She can't she give is. her hands to herself. No, she can't. <laughs> but why would she want to? Um... Uh, I wrote her because she's a tribute to all the babas in Vegreville. So if you've ever been to Vegreville and you've seen these old babas who are all alone, you can tell they're widows, and you're like, man, I wish they'd, they'd just be full of life and just be like that chase the young men like, wouldn't that be awesome that's what I want to be when I'm old not chasing young men or young women but just full of life and just speak my mind I can't wait to be old so I can just speak my mind and people go ah he's just old he's just old so she's my tribute to all the people that we've all three all three of us have been in Beggarville so we've seen those old babas walk oh, around yeah. so how, well, actually, if I know that she's supposed to be an old Baba. I would have added a bit of Ukrainian in there. No, no, no. I like, I like. I didn't know what you were gonna do for her voice, and the first time I heard it, I was like, perfect. I actually That's exactly have, what she's. I actually have a question about Miss Labrie. So okay. when I hear her voice, it reminds me of an old British TV show that we used to watch in our family. Oh no! Yes. Are you being <laughs> Which one? I yes. love Are You Being Served. And the old lady on that. Yes. That is my inspiration. I knew it. (laughs) It's a great show. There are some great clips you stumble upon on YouTube from that show. I used to watch it too. I love the English humor, English TV. I love watching their comedy. Uh, But yeah, Susan, Susan nailed Mrs. Lebris. So she's back in season two in case you were worried. Um, She's the, the comic relief, obviously. And... Yeah, season two kicks off with a welcome back to work party for Jake DeBrent. So guess who organized it? (laughs) Mrs. Labrie. (laughs) And uh, kind of the people have been running Mountain Mysteries while Jake's been off helping take care of his family and his his ex-wife because he's got a soft side. Um, Has been Connor and and Nate. And they're really happy that Jake's back to distract Mrs. Labrie. But yeah. So, uh, any other performances or characters that you really enjoyed listening to? You're like, oh, the story of this character has been good. Susan, season one. Who, who else caught your attention for? for... She's like all of them. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, pick your, pick your favorite. Damn it, Um, you gotta do it. (laughs) Well, I do like (laughs) Nate. I I like his character. Um. I like the stutter. I think that was yeah. That he just he came up with on his own, so it was it was good. It was yeah. Touch. Um. Let's see. Uh. Oh gosh. How how do I even choose? They're all so good. 
See, Brian's locked out. I asked you first, so he's got time to think. Oh, yeah, he's thinking. Okay, well, let me bumble through this to give you a little extra time. Um, uh, let's see. Well, obviously, like, Jake, because he's, like, our main character. And, Is he, though? Uh, sort of. Yes and no. Yeah, he drives the story. He does. But then- there's well, all, all this is happening characters. to him, isn't it? Like, it's all kind of around around his world. Yeah, yeah. His so, his detective agency, Mount Mysteries, hence it's named after it. Yeah. So I guess... Well, like, it's all wanna, I, got connections me, to, to keep, him. I'm just trying to keep Reggie's ego in fact. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't have listened to 48 minutes into this, because we didn't mention him much before. So oh, yeah. we're safe saying that. <laughs> Um, uh, and I know I that get it. It, I like all the characters. I know it's been said that he kind of goes into a Batman voice, and that does. makes me giggle. It's, it, it's dusty in that cave. It Come is on, in my mind. <laughs> he, he's told me multiple times because we work together. So, unfortunately, I—I I mean, fortunately, did I say unfortunately? I meant fortunately. <laughs> uh, I see him every morning, every day, and we talk a lot, which is fun. It's fun to have a cast member I can bounce ideas around and off of. And he's like, yeah, I gotta scale back on the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I told him that, I said, the mind's dusty, man. That's what's gonna happen. You're dry, you're thirsty, you're parched, you're you're gonna sound like Batman. (laughs) And, uh, but man, did he get heavy on the Batman voice. It was, it was impressive. (laughs) It was. Uh, Um, uh, I probably have to give props to the kids too. Right. Oh, the kids are always great. We were I, supposed to have them on today, but I know. You know kids are. They're busy. They're at Bob's. <laughs> they'd steal, and they'd steal the show, honestly. Well, they'd we probably just on. be like, okay, are we done? Can we go now? Yeah. Yeah, Nels. We have to talk to Nels again. We did this once in the library. Why are we doing <laughs> Where they all just sat there and looked at you. <laughs> so quick question, Susan, with the kids. I know you mentioned it, but you pretty much just, like, you just let Cleo go here record the lines. Yeah, I give her the phone and the script and go and do say, your go to your room, do your lines, and, and she does them. And she does, and she's really good at doing the drama. You know, yep. preteen because yep. we're going through that right now, so it's very close Perfect. to real life. Imagine that! Like I wrote it, like I knew where she is in life. <laughs> Grady, on the other hand, oh, he had um, so much fun doing that. I know, and I loved it. I loved his annoying little brother lines. Like, I want cereal, and he's screechy, and like, and he. A lot of people don't know this. Some of his screeches went on for like forty-five seconds. And I just would have a sibling, a sibling, cut him off like they normally would do. I thought, yeah, and Kaya, they all did. Mm-hmm. They, they just, they. It's funny how they have that ability. Kaya, I need your lines tomorrow. Okay, she stays up till God knows when because I go to bed. <laughs> And I got my lines emailed to me, and I'm like, "Oh, she did it! All right." And didn't have to do much direction; they just read it and understood what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And like I said before, I was so wrong by being afraid of working with children. Like, <laughs> they they just steal the show. Audiences love the children when they deliver. So, tip out there for people listening: you want to be a good director, get some kids in your program, and they'll steal the show, and everyone will love it. The Babas will be proud. Oh yes. There you go. So, Brian, we'll switch to you. What characters stood out for you? Which ones you're eager to see where they go in the future? Uh, besides your own. Well, besides my own, of okay. course. Uh, yeah. He's like, well, then I'm done talking. 
Well, I'm really interested in what guard number one will do. No. Yes. <laughs> I have a tra- I have a hunch guard number one is dead. Uh, so. <laughs> There's the person who died. Spoiler alert! Yes. Come on. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of guards died in the making of season one, actually. Uh, but seriously, good answer. <laughs> seriously, though, I'm very interested in Doctor Jean because mm. we don't know much about her, and I thought she was like. The more logical, reasonable, like scientific person there, which is something that I can relate to. Yeah. And so now, she, now she might be the mad doctor. Now she might be the mad doctor, and I'm very curious to see what happens there. I, well, you'll find out. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm also kind of curious to see how life in the maze affects Connor outside the maze, or ah, it, yes. the maze, the mine. Yeah, well, it's the same thing, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I like that character. I actually enjoy mm-hmm. Connor. I mm-hmm. I had fun writing him. I was like, Jake always works in partnerships, so I had to give him a partner in the mind. Yeah, and it's cool. also hard. It's hard in an audio drama where you're not jo- showing visual to have just a character by himself <laughs> talking yeah. to themselves. So it's I I was I ran into that real fast. Right, <laughs> I'm like. Oh shit, I can't have Jake just talking to himself. Like, oh, come on, Jake, get up this, climb up this cave and get up. You can do that. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that, right? Here, so I monster, had to have a, monster, monster. Yeah, yeah okay. I had to have a guy who, who, mo- who motivated Jake, who played the, the defeatist part of Jake, where I'm not going to survive this. So we had Connor, who was like, I can't leave her. This has been my home forever. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was his counterbalance to so how long yeah, is, the interval. So how long has Connor been in the mine, do you think? I don't know. He was homeless, so they all lived there. That was just where they went in Spurs Point. They just yeah. wintered and hung out in the mines, sheltered in the mines. So could have been there years, could have been there. I'm going to say, um, I'll let this spoiler out. He drives in season two, so clearly he's gotten a license and had so 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 he did have a life before, um, but he's kind of not, doesn't talk about it. He doesn't have a last name, even though he has an ID. So clearly he has a last name. But he's just Connor, and I think we, he's just the new guy in the group. I think we need a Connor prequel as well. Can we get Brad? Yeah. Brad so, as well? No, maybe Austin, my my nephew who plays Connor, he can write. Ah, there you go. Connor's prequel. Austin, when you're listening to this, start writing, you know, and get me some new posters for the season two and the project. But um, this is how I communicate to my group. I just give them random shoutouts in podcasts. Uh, no, so I I. I enjoy all the characters, but I should. I wrote them, so I feel like I'm biased when I talk about it. Um, but it's nice to hear other people like this character is good and that. Like I like Andrea's character. I like them all. I do. I like uh, Chelsea's character, Wildlife Officer Johnson, who is actually Kim Johnson now in the script. I don't call her W O Johnson anymore in season two. <laughs> she goes by her first name in season two. Um, I kind of like her kind of backstory. She wanted to be a cop, but her dad was a cop. Said no, don't be a woman in the police force. And then now she's got this role model in in Brittany's character and Lizzie, who's a strong cop in the police force. Um, I enjoy the banter I have as my character, Captain Wilson, kind of egging on Detective Belmont, you know, keeping her on her toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that dynamic. There's so many partnerships mm-hmm. and yeah. trios and dynamics and that, that that's what I, makes it I interesting, really right? That that those dynamics between each character. Right. Yeah, I like it. It makes it it makes it really more believable. So 
I'm I actually impressed myself after about six episodes <laughs> that flowed together. So what I did this year is I wrote episode like I've got episode one done, two, three, but I've sent one to Reggie. I'm like Reggie, read it, make sure it still has the same vibe. He still hasn't gotten back to me. So uh, maybe it has the same vibe. I don't know, Reggie, if you're still listening, which you're not, get back to me. Give me my book report. Um, but it's good. I, I've really dove back into this project and just have been having so much fun. So I hope when you guys all get the scripts, you just enjoy them and just enjoy it. You're getting all the scripts at once this year. You're not getting them delayed. So... The goal is you get all your lines, do all your lines when you get a chance, send them in. I put all of them together and we release all the episodes at once. One big, one big uh, binge worthy thing of all the episodes. So favorite moment. We got a few more minutes. What was your favorite one singular moment? Brian, you get to go first. Oh, no. You got a minute, minute and a half. No pressure. Oh, it was probably the the standoff in the mine at the last uh, uh, episode where I kind of go insane and just start shooting up the place. Yeah, and then eventually get your head bashed in with a rock. Yep. But yeah, you're fine. You got a thick skull. So. <laughs> oh yeah, Jason creative. has to have a, a thick skull, I think. <laughs> L- little creative liberty there <laughs> on, on my part. <laughs> Susan, um, favorite moment? Uh, I enjoyed... Um... Britney's sound effects when she's climbing up the. Up yes, the you cliff. heard my description of what that was like the first time I heard them <laughs> yeah. in the last part, part one. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed um, uh, uh, Captain Wilson and Jake were trying to, you know, attract the Sasquatch or whatever. That yes. was that was Jake, a good little scene. That was a good scene. Get it. Get it away from town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this much. There's multiple Sasquatches in season two and they're in the city. So imagine how much fun that's going to be. I suck at poker. That's why I'm not a world famous (laughs) poker player. Um, Going to have to put a spoiler warning on this podcast. Ah, no, man. It's it's good. In case people didn't figure out, they had three Sasquatches on ice back east. Oh, yeah. And Delta would be... A, B, C, D, D, Delta. Obviously, they've got an E, an F, a G. They've got more at their disposal. And they're all named so, like Echo, Foxtrot, Golf. Yeah, exactly. And they each have their own little perk to make the one super one. So part of the wikis are we're going to do some, raise some shit and record it and use it as our sales pitch for the ultimate nice. super soldier. That and, sounds like a Jason plan. Yeah, well, there you go. Awesome. Samantha just... Samantha just might go along with it. So, uh, is it possible and, to combine all the Sasquatches into one super Sasquatch? Well, that's their goal, right? So each Sasquatch kind of got different traits. Ah. See how they all work, and then start combining them. So mm-hmm. that's where Doctor Jean comes in. She's the master of that combining all the technology, and uh, yeah, nice. So that's 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 a little tidbit. If you listen to fifty nine minutes of us talking, you get a little tidbit of what's coming next. <laughs> And uh, so think of the fun that's at the disposal of Jason. Um, these Sasquatches with different abilities. Excellent. Uh, there you go. See, <laughs> now you're looking forward to season two. And Jake Jake has a nemesis that started him on the drinking and self-destruction path, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of talked about in our chat group. He's a sadistic psychopath who chops children's hands off and mails them to Jake. 
So, it sounds so like Twin Peaks a little bit. Because, yeah, because why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I had to have something that drove Jake crazy and put rifts between him, the captain, and Lizzie. So, uh, we're going to get that backstory. Nice. So, that's where J- Jake is. He's got to fight this guy and he's got to fight the Whitkeys and he's got, and, you know, and not, and fight alcoholism because he's been sober for six months since he was in the mine. So, he was in the there's, mine for there's six that mess. No, but it's been oh. six months since he was in the mine. Okay. That's where season two picks up. So he's got to get through multiple battles and the people around him who maybe he's redeemed himself a bit with, like his ex-wife, his kids, his ex-partner. Now there's all these struggles again. So everybody's got struggles coming up in season two. So that's my goal. That's my big lofty goal. Combine all these things. Four chaos. Four chaos. Yeah, just throw throw shit at the fan and run is basically how I'm attacking season two. That's very funny, funny of you. Yeah, well, hey, we'll, we'll see how it works out. I'm sure when we do season two wrap in a year or whatever, uh, you guys will either want to join me and talk about it or no one will want to join me. And I'll be like, clearly this shit really hit the fan. And uh, like like I said before, my favorite moment is at the start of episode six when all the all the amazing female cast I have introduced the show and uh, how they do that. Nothing against you, Brian, introing the show or Austin or Reggie or whoever else did, but I just thought it was a nice touch to combine that all because I'm proud of all of you guys, but I'm just proud that I haven't chased away the female actors I have. Speaking of intros, Nels, are we... You know, Brittany and I did that blooper intro. Are we going to get a blooper reel? <laughs> I I want to, and I wanted to do it with all of us together so we could just enjoy it all as a laugh and record that. That's the goal. So thanks, COVID. <laughs> um, maybe next year we'll have an extended blooper, two-season blooper reel, <laughs> and, and we'll awesome. do that. But yes, that, that is the goal, but that was what I wanted a live reaction from the cast while we played that and recorded it kind of thing was the goal. Any interest so, in doing like a table read? I thought, wouldn't that be cool if we could do an actual table read? That'd be interesting. Just, like we get so popular, people pay five bucks to watch us read live. <laughs> <laughs> they do it for other shows. It's yeah, true. Could raise money that way. Good way to raise money. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to look into that. So but uh yeah this has been good thank you for doing this we've gone over my self-imposed 60 minute time limit but (laughs) we just talked too much it's not two parts like reggie and Brittany got but whatever (laughs) i had to catch up with Brittany and give her a hard time she avoided doing this like the plague (laughs) i mean like the covid that's the new one right you're avoiding me like you got covid um so yeah it had nothing to do with her having to plan a wedding and all of that no, she just wants yeah. to avoid us and and do her job. So, <laughs> but Brian, it, it's been good actually talking to you. I've never actually talked to you, so yeah, this is for... the first time we've actually spoken to each other. Yeah, yeah. So when I tell people I have an actor who's in Belgium, it's true. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to just whip over there and meet him and have a face to face. And my wife is in here telling me to stop talking with my hands, <laughs> but I'm I'm a hand talker. Um, Good thing this is uh, audio, not visual. <laughs> and but it's good catching up with you, Brian. So nice talking with you. Yeah. Next time you're visiting your parents here, 
and uh, I see that on Facebook. Maybe we should actually meet face to face. Yeah, if we were allowed to by then. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's <laughs> 40 below in Vegreville at that time of year. We can socially distance for one minute and then run back to our houses. There we go. Um, <laughs> Uh, so but thank you for doing this thank you for taking on the role and susan thank you for forcing your brother to take on the role <laughs> no problem and and probably forcing him to come on to part three of the season wrap up with you um it's i appreciate you both both of you stay safe and maybe brian you'll get to actually meet your co-workers one day and susan good luck with school when it starts up yeah thank you thank you sounds so good. yeah so thanks for doing that thanks for listening everybody this has been behind the mysteries season one wrap up take care bye, bye. bye.